Okay, we are doing Monday's portion of Parsha's Noah. And we are in this tremendous, catastrophic uh, situation here of preparing for this great flood. We are up to chapter 7, verse 1. And they're starting their chapters in the middle of the continuation of what's been happening as Noah Noah is being told by God the various things to do to prepare for the flood. And God said to Noah, Come to the ark, you and all your household, for it is you that I have seen to be righteous before me in this generation. Now Rashi questions this because in the beginning of the portion, beginning of the previous day's study that we did Sunday, the very first verse, it describes Noah in more complementary terms. There it says that Noah is a righteous man, perfect in his generation. And here it just says righteous. doesn't say as complementary as it was before. So Rashi answers that from here we actually learn out that in front of a person, we only say part of his praise. When not in his presence, we can say his entire praise. When God is talking, so to speak, not to Noah, but about Noah, he could praise him as righteous and perfect. But when he's talking to him, he's going to be more constricted in the praise. Of every pure animal, taken to you seven by seven, males its mate, that the animal that is not pure to a male was its mate. So pure, what does pure mean? The Rashi explains that pure means that which is destined to be pure for the Jewish people. Meaning, what God would say is a kosher animal. From which we derive, Rashi points out, that Noah learnt Torah. Because how else would he know that the cows and the sheep and the deer, that these are kosher, that these are pure for the Jewish people in the future? Now, seven by seven, Rashi explains why seven by seven, when the, the lions are two by two, the cat is two by two, so why is the cow seven by seven? So Rashi says, so that afterwards, upon exiting the ark, he could bring an offering to God from all these extra pairs of animals. Now, it's actually a debatable point. Some hold, what Rashi means here, is that from the not closer species, God told him to take two, a male and female cat, and a male and female dog, and a male and female lion, and tiger, and bear. And from the kosher, it's told him to take seven animals, three male, three female, and then one extra male. And that one extra male was the extra one, the one without the mate, and that's what Noah offered as a sacrifice upon leaving the ark in a year. But it seems that the simple reading of the verses, as explained in the Midrash, is seven pairs of animals. So not seven cows, but 14. And therefore, all these extra pairs beyond the two ultimately brought our sacrifices to God. Of the birds of the heavens, also seven by seven, male and female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. Which Rashi understands that when it's comparing it of the birds of the heavens also, also meaning the pure ones. Now, why, why did the verse specify this? Because we would understand it from the previous verse. Others differ from Rashi and say, no, in the bird species, everyone was seven by seven. But uh, how Rashi views it is the impure birds were twos, 
the pure ones, the kosher ones, were sevens. For in another seven days' time, I will send rain upon the earth, 40 days and 40 nights, and I will blot out all existence that I have made from upon the face of the ground. But in another seven days' time, now why are we waiting seven days when we came up to, up to, up to this deadline? So Rashi explains, because right at this time, the very great saint, the very righteous Sadik, Mr. Shelach, passed away. And in his honor, God delayed the flood seven days so there could be seven days of mourning for him. And Rashi says, if we calculate the years of Mr. Shalach's life, this works out exactly now, the 600th year of Noah's life, which was when the flood happened. How do we calculate that? We see in the verse that Mr. Shalach was 187 when he had his first son, Lamach. And Lemah was 182 when he had his first son, Noah. So that means that Mr. Shelach, Noah's grandfather, was 369 when Noah was born. The flood began when Noah was 600. So if he was 369 when Noah was born, and the flood was when he was 600, that means Mr. Shelach is 9,969. And that is the age at which Mr. Shelach died, as we were learned earlier in the verses. So all of this supports what Rashi is explaining is that the reason for this seven-day delay is to mourn for Mr. Shalach. Remember, once calculating this, assuming if Mr. Shalach was such a saint, and obviously probably his son Lemach, who was, Noah's father was as well, and of course we know Noah was, and going back also Mr. Shalach's father and going back the line and realizing that all of these righteous people had already passed away before the flood. Meaning, Anyone older than Mr. Shalach surely passed away because Mr. Shalach lived longer than anyone else. Mr. Shalach's son, Lemach, had already passed away because he had passed away before this point, meaning he'd passed away before he was 782, which was how old he would have been at this point. And right now Mr. Shalach passed away. So therefore, this is just my own little parenthetical thoughts at one time when I was learning this and realizing that of that whole line of righteous saints that was recorded earlier in the Torah from Adam until Noah, all of them had passed away at this point and truly Noah was the last of the line and the only one left. And that's why it was only he and his family that God needed to save because these other saints had already passed. Now it says another seven days. So I'd say another seven days. It wasn't like we just waited seven days. What's the another? The Rashi explains because God had already said 120 years before that, okay, we're going to wait. You know, at this point, really, man deserves it, but I'm giving them 120 years for them to repent, for Noah to build the ark over many, many years to give them a chance to repent. So that whole original time span was 120 years delay. And beyond that, now we're tacking on another seven days mourning for Mr. Shalach. And then it says it's going to rain for 40 days. Some people erroneously think the whole flood was a 40-day period. It really was the duration of a solar year. It was even 10 days past the lunar year. It was an entire solar year. But it was 40 days of rain, but the world was flooded for this year. But why specifically 40 days of rain? There's many special reasons. Of course, God could have done this in an instant if he wanted, 
The 40 days, according to Rashi, is parallel to the formation of the fetus from the time of conception. So this is to express the concept of how they behaved in such a corrupt fashion that they forced, so to speak, God to fashion the fetuses of all of these mamzerim, of all of these children born of incentuous or adulterous relations. Any child, either the child of incest or the child of adultery or the descendant of such a child is called a mamzer. So they, so to speak, forced God to form all these fetuses and therefore, the world was lost for these 40 days. On another level, 40 days parallel to the 40 measures of water that has to be in a mix in a ritual bath pool. Because it's as if the world is now being washed, being immersed in a mikvah to purify it. Henoch did according to everything that God had commanded him, which Rashi says, this doing everything that God commanded refers to his coming into the ark. Noah was 600 years old and the flood was water upon the earth. Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. So we see the way this is written. They're separating the men and the women because they were separated. They couldn't have relations when the world is in such a state of pain. Now it says they went in because of the waters of the flood, based on which Rashi says, but even Noah believed and didn't believe. I mean, obviously he believes. He spent a hundred some years building this ark. At the same time, maybe God wouldn't do it. So only when the waters were really coming down, they compel him to enter into the ark. Of the pure animals, of the animals that is not pure, of the birds, and of each thing that creep upon the ground. Two by two they came to Noah into the ark, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. So they came, teaches us, unlike how some people think of it, it wasn't that Noah went searching for the animals all over the world, being this great zoologist. No, but the animals themselves came in pairs, two by two, or in the pure species, seven by seven, to come into the ark. So why does it say two by two if some of them were seven by seven? So we mean at least minimally every pair was two. At least minimally every species was a pair. Of course, for the kosher ones, there were many more pairs. And it came to pass after the seven-day period that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. The 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of that month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heaven were opened. So we see waters from below, the great deep, and from above, the windows of the heaven, the world is being washed in water in the second month on the 17th day of the month. Now, this is a little bit ambiguous, the second month, because from which counting? There's two ways to count. You could count from the counting of the month or from the counting of the year. In other words, our months begin with Nisan, the month of Exodus, the Passover. So if Nisan is the first month, which it is, then the second month is Iyar. The one Tana, Rabbi Yeshua, says on the 17th day of Iyar is when the flood began. But the other opinion, and this is the more accepted opinion, is that when it says here the second month, it's counting from the beginning of the year. So the first month of the year is Tishrei, as we just had, and the second month, therefore, is Cheshvan. So on the 17th day of Cheshvan, 
The waters burst forth to release their waters from the great deep. Why does it say great deep? Because God's punishing measure for measure, which is how God operates. They sinned by great wickedness, but they were stricken by the great deep. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. Now it says rain, but later it says the flood. So why would we say here rain if it later became a flood? But when God originally started the flood, he started as rain, hoping they'd repent. And it would be rains, it could be rains of blessing. But they didn't repent, and it became the flood. Forty days and forty nights. So it's four days and forty nights, and the first day wasn't part of the counting, because the first day didn't have a night with it. In other words, on the 17th day of Cheshvan, it was just that day. So therefore, the 40 days and 40 nights begins from the 18th. So based on that, the rain ended on the 28th of Kislev. Again, following this calculation of Rebbe that the second month means Cheshvan. So the 17th of Cheshvan is when the rains began. And then we have... 12 more days in Cheshvan, because Cheshvan is 29 days, from the 18th through the 29th. And then we have 28 days in Kislev. And the 12 of Cheshvan and the 28 of Kislev create 40 days. That means the rains began on the 17th of Cheshvan, that's, but that's not a full day, so it doesn't count. Then we have 40 nights and days, concluding on the 28th of Kislev. That is a complete 40 days. On that very day, Noah came with Shem and Ham and Yafes, Noah's son, with Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. So it says here, Be'etzem hayom hazeh, on that very day. And this is a term that's used in the Torah a number of times in these types of similar situations. Like here, people who are were saying, oh, if we see him entering the ark, we're going to smash it, we're going to break it, we're going to kill him. God said, oh, really? I'm going to bring him into the ark and fool you. Middle of the day, but I will see you who, whose word is going to be fulfilled. Mine or yours. And this term, on that very day, is used several times in the Torah to express this concept. They and every beast after its kind, every animal after its kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, Every bird after its kind, and every bird of any wing. Bird of any wing means the bird of any kind of wing, which seems sort of extra, but it's trying to actually include the grasshoppers. They came to Noah into the ark, two by two of all flesh, in which there was a breath of life. Those that came, they came male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and God closed off in front of him. Those that God closed off in front of him. So either it means that God is protecting Noah and the ark. So he had the ark surrounded by bears and lions. And those bears and lions are ready to kill anyone who would try to attack Noah or the ark. So God is protecting him and closing it off. I mean closing the door, shutting the door of the ark but making this enclosure of beasts for Noah's sake around the ark. Or in the simple meaning, he's closing it off in front of him, protecting him from the waters. In other words, first interpretation, it means God surrounding the ark for his sake. And here, it's saying he closed the waters away from him. 
he kept the force of the water from smashing the ark, which fits more literally into the literal meanings of the words. But the first one, of course, connects with what Rashi said before of these people that were threatening to destroy Noah and the ark. Um, 